What does it take to make your podcast better? Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 318. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. If your podcast isn't improving, then it might be stagnating, and that can hurt your growth and your potential with the podcast. So in this episode, I want to focus on what you need to improve. Now, before I give you this big list of things, don't feel overwhelmed that you need all of these qualities or all of these things in order to make your podcast better. It could be that you focus on one of these things and leverage your strength in these particular areas to improve your podcast in the ways that you know you could improve. And if you want to make your podcast better, the best way I know, because I designed it for this, is to join Podcasters Society. And I am thrilled to say it reopens this week. It may even be reopened by the time that you hear this. I'm publishing this on Tuesday, August 15th, which is also the day that the Zoom H6 for Podcasters course is now available to everyone who pre-ordered it. And it's available for public purchase as well. And Podcaster Society opens this week as well. Go to the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash better. Scroll to the bottom and check out the new Podcaster Society promo video. I'm really happy with how it turned out. And I hope that you will then consider joining Podcaster Society so that you can learn to make your podcast better and grow your audience. So the things I think you need in order to make your podcast better are change, intention, humility, patience, curiosity, investment, critique, and other people. If you want to follow along in the show notes, either tap inside of your app to see the show notes or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash better to see the show notes for episode 318. First, change. Getting better means that something has got to give. Something has to change. This could mean adding, removing, or improving pretty much any aspect of your podcast, but something has to change. Because after all, getting better is a change from what it was before, so something has to change for you to get better. Consider a marriage. The relationship won't get any better unless the husband or wife change in some way. That could be accepting something that's unchangeable, or it could be changing something that's unacceptable. Doing the same things, the same ways, won't give you different results. You have to change something in order to make your podcast better. Next, intention. Practice alone doesn't make perfect. Consider a starting pianist learning their scales, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. They may mess up at the same point every time they do their scale, and they could mess up in that same place for that mystical 10,000 hours, and they still never get better at their scales. It's because improving requires intention. You must be intentional about it to know, oh, I mess up here. So I am intending, I'm going to do something intentional to be different, to not mess up that time. Yes, it's possible to accidentally do something better. And when you stumble upon something like that, definitely leverage that. 
Because to continue using that accidental discovery for your success requires intention. Next, humility. Contentment is important, and I think that humility is a type of almost a dissatisfaction about your present place while acknowledging that there is something better. I know the deep philosophical roots is probably significantly different, but the person who thinks they can't be any better and they're completely satisfied with where they are right now, really, they've simply reached the edge of their own knowledge and they can't see beyond their own limits to know that there's anything further to know. The smartest people will know that there's still more to learn, and that requires humility and a bit of dissatisfaction with how much you know, a dissatisfaction with your own accomplishments in a way, knowing that this is great, I'm content with this, yes, and I know that there's still more beyond where I am, and I'm humble enough to admit that there's more I could be doing. There are ways that I could be better even though I've worked so hard to get to where I am right now. Next, patience. There is no magical 10,000-hour rule to podcasting, to really anything. It's really a misunderstanding about that 10,000-hour rule because it's not even a rule. Improving, changing, and growing all take time. Could be 10,000 hours. It could be 100 hours. It could be 10 hours. You might try something new with your podcast, and then you might not even see the results, though, for several weeks. It doesn't have to be 10,000 hours worth of podcasting later, but it might be a few weeks, a few months, maybe even a couple years. I remember getting both excited and discouraged when I earned my first few dollars in Amazon affiliate income, and it was so minuscule that it almost didn't seem worth it. Now, many years later, my Amazon affiliate earnings are very important to my business's income. And if I'd given up back then when I earned only a few dollars and was far from being able to actually do anything with that money, let alone even get paid by Amazon because I hadn't reached their threshold yet, if I'd given up then, my business couldn't be where it is today. And that actually applies to many aspects of my life. If I'd given up When I first started podcasting, when I was struggling for those two years to even get a single episode of my first podcast out, if I'd given up back then, I don't think I could be where I am today. And if you listen back to my episode 301, where my wife, Jenny, joined me for the podcast and we shared a very long story of my journey into podcasting, if I'd given up back when I felt like taking my own life, yes, I don't think I mentioned that in episode 301, but I was feeling suicidal during that year of deep depression, because I felt like everything that mattered in my life was destroyed. If I'd given up, I couldn't be here today speaking to you, impacting people, encouraging people, motivating people. I couldn't be here to encourage you not to give up. So it takes patience to make your podcast better. It also takes curiosity. And I think that's a core quality to anyone who is seeking to improve themselves or improve anything that they're working on. It's a drive to try new things, to discover alternatives, to test the limits. Perhaps that's innate for some people. And yet for others, maybe it can be fostered in some way that you're curious what would happen if I change this? What would happen if I try different software? What would happen if I try a different workflow? What would happen if I did something different on my mixer? 
what would happen if I do this? Or can I try this? Can I get better results with this? That can help you to improve your podcast. Next, investment. Making anything better really does require investing resources of some kind. Making your podcast better may take time or money, and one often counterbalances the other. You can invest money to upgrade your tools, hire help, or invest in marketing and potentially see some quick results. There are many podcasters who have been able to achieve quick success seemingly or maybe even literally overnight, but that's because they had a significant number of resources that they could invest to be able to make dramatic change in a seemingly short amount of time. You might also need to go the other way, though, to invest time instead of money, time to learn things, time to discover new ways to do things, time to do these things yourself to make things better. Think of it this way. I can hold a dollar in my hand for 20 years, and unless that dollar is some kind of collectible, it won't increase in value. It won't give me any greater return later. I have to invest that dollar in order for it to be worth more in 20 years. Next, to make your podcast better, you need critique. This is a bit of a painful part of growing and improving because it means some necessary negativity. You may not like hearing that you wasted time in your podcast or that something failed or that someone doesn't like something that you do or that something isn't as good as you thought it was. But such critiques, even in the form of harsh criticisms, are necessary to find exactly what needs to be fixed. I know that can be painful. I've done an episode previously about handling negativity, negative feedback for your podcast. You can learn from these things and discover ways to improve. That doesn't mean you have to chase every single trail that you get as an idea that, oh, fix this, fix that, change this, change that. You might need to prioritize things and decide, this is what I'm going to work on right now. These other things, yes, I know those need to be improved, and I want to work on them eventually, but right now, I'm focusing on improving this thing. Be grateful for those critiques. Be grateful for the criticisms as well, because they are necessary to help you make your podcast better. And lastly, but certainly not least important, you need the perspectives of other people. Going back to that marriage example, I can think I'm the best husband in the world. I can have it on a t-shirt. I can have it on a mug. And I can truly believe that I'm doing nothing wrong. But what does my wife think? We each have faults we can't see. So we must be grateful when others point out our blind spots because they see something we might have never seen ourselves. That's what a blind spot is. It's something that you are blind to. For example, I didn't know that I have a birthmark on the back of my head. Seriously, for more than 30 years of my life, I never knew I had a birthmark on the back of my head. And then even after I shaved my head, I didn't know I had a birthmark on the back of my head because guess what? I don't have eyeballs in the back of my head and I don't use a mirror to look at the back of my head. And at some point, my wife said something about, hey, that birthmark on the back of your head. What? I have a birthmark on the back of my head. How did I not know this? How have I gone more than 30 years in my life and not known I have a birthmark on the back of my head that's still there 30 something more years later? Well, that's because it's a blind spot. I can't see back there. Other people can't. So now I know what's going to happen. Now, if you see me at Podcast Movement or any kind of conference, 
you're probably going to look at the back of my head and see, oh yeah, he does have a birthmark right there. If you do that, just maybe don't say anything about it. Just smile and wave, smile and wave. And I I can think of countless times when I've said or done something that I thought was totally acceptable and I had no reason to think it wasn't, but someone else had the courage and the kindness to, in love, because this is a form of love, to share a truth that I didn't know. To point out, hey, did you know what that means? Or did you realize that's offensive? Or did you consider this other thing? Or did you realize how that came across? And I know that can happen in virtually, well, probably any context where something doesn't come across the right way. And sometimes there are those moments where, yes, it's simply a misinterpretation of something. So maybe it's not the fault of really anyone. It's simply a particular person saw it that way. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just means that that's the way that they interpret it because it means a particular thing to them. But there are those times that we're completely unaware of things we're doing wrong. And that's where other people come in. And that's why I love the community inside of Podcaster Society. One of the things that we do in Podcaster Society is a monthly podcast evaluation where among the podcasters who are willing to do this, so it's not just anyone is picked, it's only those who have opted in for this, but most of the members do, we randomly draw a member and use a sample episode that they provide and we listen to it. We evaluate it, we look at their website, we look at different technical and content and philosophical things that they're doing, look at their goals, and we let them know where their blind spots are. We let them know from a different perspective how they can improve. And it's one of the favorite features inside of Podcaster Society, not only for the podcaster who has it done. I mean, this is something that in the very, very early days of Podcaster Society, Jordan Harbinger from the Art of Charm podcast was one of the first students to go through the very first generation of what today is Podcaster Society. And the podcast evaluation is where he said he got the absolute most value because it revealed all kinds of things that he didn't see himself. And he mentions this in his testimonial. And you can read that if you go over to podcastersociety.com. He said, I've had a show for many years and I've got hundreds of thousands of downloads each month. So I really wasn't sure if I was going to learn a lot, but that turned out to be totally false. Not only were the classes informative, but the podcast evaluation really found a lot of little hacks to make my life as a podcaster that much easier. So you need other people around your podcast, and in your life to help you improve. And Podcaster Society, I think, is the best place for that. So check it out over at podcasterssociety.com and join so that we can help you make your podcast amazing. So of all of these things that it takes to make your podcast better, change, intention, humility, patience, curiosity, investment, critique, and other people, you don't need all of these things. And you don't have to be perfect. It's certainly easier to change and improve and grow when you have more of these things supporting you, but maybe it's only one of these things that you're able to get. Maybe it's simply other people. Maybe it's critiquing yourself. Maybe it's some humility in recognizing your limits and where you could go. Maybe it's intentionality in certain aspects of improving your podcast. But remember that perfection (laughs) is never a goal you should pursue because it's impossible to reach. 
Your goals need to be realistic. You've heard the thing about SMART goals and the S-M-A-R-T stand for some different things depending on who's sharing them. But one of the basic ideas is that the goal is actually attainable. Is it actually possible to do? I know we live in a day that it seems like almost nothing is impossible, but we need to remember not to make perfection a goal. It's okay if there's a little stumble or an awkward pause or an um here or there. It's okay if there are some little glitches in things. There are websites out there that track all of the mistakes in movies. I look back at Star Wars, the original Star Wars, you know, episode four, as we know it today. There's a scene in there where one of the stormtroopers, the actor bumped his head walking into a room and you can see it right there. And in fact, this is one of the nice things that George Lucas had done in one of the newer remakes of the Star Wars movies is that he actually had a sound effect inserted there. So you do actually hear when that stormtrooper bumps his head when walking into that room. That's a nice enhancement. That's not as bad as who shot first. It's a nice little enhancement. But nonetheless, it was a mistake. But you don't hear people saying, oh, Star Wars would have been perfect if only that stormtrooper hadn't bumped his head. That just ruined the entire movie for me. No, people don't say that. And in TV shows you watch, movies, books you read, you probably find plot holes. You find mistakes. You find little production errors. Maybe something was in one person's hand in a shot, and then the next time you see that person, it's in their other hand, and it seems like a mistake. Yes, there are those little things we can nitpick to try to make something perfect. But is our audience going to do that? No. You want to first focus on those things that have the greater impact, the things that will be much more noticeable. Because we're always going to have flaws. We are not perfect. So nothing we do can ever be perfect. The maturity in all of this is recognizing your shortcomings and working on what you can. Maybe you work on one thing at a time and that's okay. The main thing I think is to never be stagnant, to never be content with the same old, same old. This is the way I've always done it. So this will be the way I will always do it. I think that's the crime in this. So if you need help to grow your podcast and improve it and find these ways that you can improve, I really think there's nothing better than Podcaster Society because that's what I created Podcaster Society for, to help you improve and grow your podcast if you've already launched your podcast. And I'd love it if you would go to the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash better, or you can probably see this on podcastersociety.com and watch the new promo video. I really like the way it turned out. And the more I watch this video, because I really like some cool things that I did inside of After Effects in this video and some animations that I added, the more I watch the video, the more I recognize little imperfections in the video. And things that now I see, I can't unsee these certain things when I watch the video. Some of them I might be able to change later on. Some of them I can't change unless I completely redo the video. So what is important for me? Well, the video accomplishes its main goal. It's not perfect, but I think it's really, really good and it's accomplishing the goals. And instead of trying to perfect it, I can focus on other things like making podcaster society better, making more resources for the members and not focusing on making a 90 second promo video, absolute award-winning perfection.
because that's not necessary. So if you need help improving your podcast, check out podcasterssociety.com and you can review these notes either in your podcast app or go back to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash better to see the show notes for episode 318 as well as share this episode out if you think it will help other podcasters make their shows better too. Before I go, I want to give a shout out and thanks for a couple iTunes reviews and some cool little lessons you can learn from this. First, from Jonathan Bloom from the United States of America and host of Frazzlecast, that's at F-R-A-Z-L-C-A-S-T dot com, wrote, I met Daniel J. Lewis years ago at a local event. Hey, get out there and network. Since then, I started up my new podcast, Frazzlecast, and each time I've had a question, Google has brought up his show each time. There is a reason. Daniel explains things in a simple-to-understand yet deep way. Thank you very much, Jonathan, for that kind review. You can check out his podcast over at frazzlecast.com. That's F-R-A-Z-L-C-A-S-T dot com. And I thought it was really interesting that here's someone that started listening to the podcast because he met me and because he kept running into my content when he would search for things. This is why I think it's really important to have thorough show notes and work on your podcast search engine optimization. That's a topic actually that I had the huge pleasure to talk with Ray Edwards about in his podcast over at the Ray Edwards show, rayedwards.com if you want to listen to that episode. And I'll have a link to it in the show notes for this episode as well. If you can have your podcast show up in search results, then not only might that bring someone to subscribe right away, but especially if you keep showing up time and time again in the search results, they almost have no choice but to subscribe. Also, thanks to Scott Smith from the United States and host of the Recovering from Religion podcast, who wrote in a review, Daniel sets the example by interacting with his listeners through Twitter, Facebook, email, and live streaming on Facebook, where he answers questions. Thank you, Scott, for that kind review. His podcast is over at recoveringfromreligion.org. And what I like is I see Scott show up almost every Monday when I do a live podcasting Q&A on Facebook over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash live. And that's been an experiment for me. And look at this. It's benefiting my audience. And it's benefiting me too, because it gives me an opportunity to serve my audience better, to answer those questions I receive in email. And I get to provide more content on my Facebook page. I get to provide engaging live content instead of simply recording an episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm engaging with a live audience. And it also gives opportunity for me to put more helpful content on YouTube and refer people back to things. So if you can leverage that same kind of thing with your audience, maybe you can build connections too. And the Recovering from Religion podcast at recoveringfromreligion.org is the official broadcast of the nonprofit organization Recovering from Religion, or RFR. And in their description, they say, hosted by Emily Karp and Scott Smith, two volunteers on RFR's hotline project. Every aspect of leaving, questioning, or changing one's faith is explored. If that interests you, go over to recoveringfromreligion.org to check it out. And thanks, Jonathan and Scott, or maybe it was Emily who wrote that review, for those kind reviews for the Audacity to Podcast. I get my own podcast reviews sent to me automatically from mypodcastreviews.com, and there are some really, 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 really cool upgrades coming with my podcast reviews version 2.0. Yes, it's in the development stage. Some, oh, I'm just so excited about it. But I'll tell you more about that later on when it's actually available. 
if you're already a customer of my podcast reviews, I'll be asking you soon about what things are most important to you in the service because we have, boy, we've got some awesome things coming. I'm really excited about it. That'll be coming soon at mypodcastreviews.com. If you want to review any of the notes I mentioned or get the links to some of these other podcasts that I gave a shout out to, then please go to the show notes for episode 318 at theaudacitypodcast.com slash better. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. And I think Podcaster Society is the best way for you to do that. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.